welcome back to the Arrow Panel. This is episode number 24. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Buzzard, a.k.a. James McGarren. I'm Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. I'm Dalton Runberg, Blue Chows. And our guest for this evening is Coco, a.k.a. at Cocodex on Twitter. Yep. Hey, I'm Coco. Uh, glad to join the podcast today. So tell us a, a, just a, a brief little thing about yourself, uh, how long you've been playing dance games, and uh, where are you from? And... Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm here in the Bay Area. I, I grew up in Utah. I, I started playing dance games out there. I think in college we had a supernova machine in one of the buildings on campus, so I'd play there sometimes with a friend. Um, never took it too seriously, but when I moved out here uh, last year, after I saw Chris win KAC, actually. Oh, really? Um, I started getting hyped up and uh, meeting people who played at the arcade where I play, um, and so I got into the community and started taking it really seriously, wow, playing that, all the time. That's cool to hear that someone, uh, I, I mean, I know it exists out there, but it's cool to actually meet someone who has gotten invigorated by KAC and tournaments <laughs> in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So Supernova was your first mix then? Uh, technically, yeah. Um, you played some other music games first though, right? Yeah, I, I actually, it's funny, I played Guitar Hero was 3, it was probably the first mm. uh, rhythm game that I played, and I... I heard about Chris for Life originally back in the day. He was the first person to get a full combo on the hardest song in Guitar Hero 3. And so that's where I knew him from. When I started, uh, before I started playing DDR, when I saw him at KAC, I'm like, oh, is that, that's the guy from Guitar Hero. And so uh-huh. it was it was cool to see that connection. Um, but yeah, um, Guitar Hero, I played Osu too in college. Um, I've still never played Osu. <laughs> Don't it's, think I'm going to. It's it's cool. It, it's especially fun if you have a tablet or a touchscreen. <clears throat> I think it's uh it's an exciting game. Uh, one of the nice parts about that game is that it's got it's kind of an integrated experience. There's <laughs> you can download the songs and stuff like in the actual UI of the game, which is yeah. a definite advantage when if you compare it to something like Stepmania, where yeah. you have to just go find some files on some random website and then put them in a folder. And it's yeah, it's I think Stepmania could learn a lot from from Os. Yeah, Osu has a huge community. Hot yeah, take. So. Stepmania can learn a lot. It's, hey, it's I, true. Totally yeah. true. Stepmania uh, has a long way to go, I think. Yeah, I played, uh, like, Guitar Hero. There was a clone called Frets on Fire that was popular back in the day, and I, I wrote some custom charts for it and stuff like that. And when I started playing Osu, one, just like you were saying, one thing I, I realized is that the guy who created the game was really, from the beginning, paying attention to supporting all the aspects of the community Mm. inside the game so yeah you're not going out on forums looking for stuff like the creation and submission process for the custom charts for the game it's all they have like an official team of moderators and official like you'll make a chart and you submit it and if it gets the official stamp of approval that's when it goes into like plays on this chart determine your official ranking Mm. and so it's all like officially determined instead of just kind of ad hoc so how do they how do people know what are the, the charts to play like are there are there like a top rated charts or they're like uh yeah they're like popular I haven't played in a long time so it could be different now but I assume are, there's quite a lot yeah there are there are very many um because they keep on adding them yeah but uh, they're like on the website it's like oh this week's popular charts or um, so they kind of compete on yeah. weekly sort of like weekly charts I, I think it's weekly maybe it's daily uh, uh, cool they follow tra- I've I of course you know I'm out of the community now so I don't really. Well, yeah, this has been the Osu panel. <laughs> the Osu panel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tapping. Oh, anyway, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting to think about what DDR could learn from uh, other rhythm games, <clears throat> I think, or other other video games in general. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we got some news that uh, I thought we'd start with. Um, so there's there's two new songs 
there's uh, Kronos, Walk With You Remix. It's a, a 14 on Expert. So that's basically tag remixing tag, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm, yeah. It's a VIP, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys play it yet? I haven't had a chance yet. I played it last night. Um, played it a few times, maybe five or six times, and uh, it's good. It's it's a nice 14. It's got a couple tempo changes, and I I think it's a really good chart. I think a lot of people are really going to like it. And 14 wise, I think it's pretty solidly in the 14 range, and. I think that a lot of players who are breaking into 14s would like that song because it's it's not extremely technical in any way, um, but it's it's got some 16th note run kind of things, and at the end there's this like kind of this there's this 16th note run that's reminiscent of Paranoid Survivor or uh, Endorphin or something. It's very it's got a crossover in it, and I think that'll be a some nice practice for people trying to get into 16th note crossovers. Yeah, having just watched the chart, uh, I haven't actually played it, but it, it's it looks incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, the slowdowns and it has like twelfth notes in there that that look really really fun. Like it just it looks like such a good chart and like the step rhetoric to borrow a term from <laughs> ITG uh, with like the eighth note jumps, sorry, in, in the eighth note sec- sections and then into an eighth note jump. Like it it just goes really well with the song so I, th- I think this is a, a very good addition to the game yeah pretty good song musically too i like it um so the other song is uh obero but uh it's a remix the dj taka remix and that's a, a 12 on expert and i saw roger actually mfc this this chart yeah i did i mfc that today and uh, we can talk about this a little later <laughs> uh when yeah. we talk about our our goals um just want to give you a shout out that's pretty oh, awesome. thank you and that song is is basically it's very similar to the original. Yeah. If, if you look on the on the song select screen, you go back and forth. Someone posted a tweet about this, hmm. where you go back and forth between the two versions because they're right next to each other in the mm-hmm. song list. They sound almost exactly the same. <laughs> and you play you play the DJ Taka remix, and you're like, what what's different here, right? Yeah. Um, but it's pretty good. I like it. You know. Reminds me of Possession and Possession EDP. So they, they, had, they had to pick like a different uh, uh, preview um, sample for both. Because otherwise it would yeah. just be the same thing. It would yeah. just be the same thing, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, cool. So, uh, yeah, go play those uh, if uh, you haven't gotten a chance to do that yet. Yeah. And speaking of new songs. New songs, that's right. Yeah, so the there's a new Twitter account. So th- there's a great story behind this. I think maybe we should talk about it a little bit too, but... Um, it's at DDR underscore 573. Uh, it's a official DDR Twitter account run by Konami. Go um, follow it right now if you go, aren't yeah, already. Go follow it right now. And the reason why we're, we're pressuring you to follow it is because we're, it's, it's our way of begging uh, the corporation, Konami, for uh, giving us a, a new song, please. They say that uh, if they get 12,000 followers on Twitter, they'll give us a new song. Yeah. So, and they're almost there. Yeah, almost yeah there. it was at like 10.8, I think, or 10.7. Yeah, last I, I checked, it was somewhere recently. So yeah. just a little bit over a thousand people. I mean, there's millions of you listening right now. So if only, <laughs> if only just a yeah. few of you, a small fraction of you follow the account, like they'll, you know, it'll blow up. Who knows? Maybe by the time this podcast airs, it'll be, uh, it'll happen. Yeah. So, you know? so. Uh, I guess from the translation, of course, the tweets in Japanese, Mm -hmm. uh, the way that they phrased it was that it's a, well, Coco speaks Japanese, reads Japanese, speaks Japanese. Something like, something (laughs) approximating that. Uh, So it's something like a very popular crossover. Yeah, well, they they said uh, 
Dainiki, so very, very popular song, uh, you know, literally translated. And uh, they use the term Ishoku, which is like, uh, suggests at least it's not an original song. Um, it could be a crossover from another Bimani game. It's not entirely clear. It could be a... Like a collaboration, sort of? Or? Uh, I I don't think it would be an original song. Mm. Or like a song that hasn't already been released. Yeah, that yeah. people don't already know. Well, so... Um, so I don't want to bring up any conspiracy theories, but Justin Bieber yeah. followed DDR. They followed Justin Bieber. Oh, I'm sorry. I got that the other way around. Yeah, DDR followed Justin Bieber. So people are thinking maybe it could be a Biebs song. Because there was a Justin Bieber song in Dance Rush. And it would make sense that they would license that for DDR too. Yeah, so. and and or my theory is um, the Butterfly Course K, K remix, which yeah. is in Dance Rush. That's a very popular song. It's a crossover from Dance Rush into DDR. Uh, so back the, into DDR. Yeah, so back into <laughs> DDR. Yeah, so that's my my. I feel like it's either Bieber or Butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I think there's the episode title right there. I heard people <laughs> mentioning. Boombaya as well, which I think is that would be amazing. Oh, I, that would be really good. Oh, yeah. that's already in Pump It Up. Tons of tons of B songs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's in Pump It Up. It's in uh, Dance Rush. Neon FM. It's in Neon FM too. That's right. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. It's in. It just needs to be in DDR. That song's too. amazing. It's a very good song. It's gonna be the new. Um, what's that? Oh, Flower. The, no, not Flower. The Apple. Oh, Bad uh, Apple. Bad Apple. Bad apple. Yeah. It's gonna be the new Bad Apple. That's right. So yeah. Anyway, uh, the, I, the the funny story behind DDR five seven three. I don't know if you want to go into it or not. I, but I th- the I think we talked about it before about Adam. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We talked about it in the last podcast, I guess. But we did we talk about the genesis of the uh, DDR five seven three account and how it uh, seems to have come from the from the rubble of of the community rustling Konami over. Yeah, we uh, talked about all that. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool, a pretty cool story. They used to have an account. I think it was Konami underscore DDR, and they, they abandoned it, I uh, think, after. I think it's still up. You can see yeah, it's, it's, it's posted from, like, 2011 or something. Right. I think yeah. they stopped updating that once they didn't have an American office anymore. Yeah. But now that they're updating this account, it would be nice if they posted some English tweets. Yeah. Well, which be, they could, because... It would be cool if they had another account, actually, for the worldwide audience. Or just the same one. It's not like we... There's... It's not like... American DDR players don't aren't aren't okay with seeing Japanese <laughs> because that's, it's all over the game, right? That's, that's a good yeah. point. So yeah. th- we we could just ignore or translate the the Japanese tweets. Yeah, and read the, the there, there's well, there's a fan account uh, DDR underscore five seven three en underscore en oh underscore yeah. en oh okay that uh, fan translation yeah fan translations of the DDR tweets. Uh, right? Cool. Which I think is Kalik and Coco are uh, doing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about that retweet event is um, the there were actually three kind of miles follower milestones. Mm-hmm. And the first two were they're they're giving out uh, limited edition cards. Renon e amusement cards yeah, yeah. for people who retweet, but it, it'll probably only be for people in Japan. Yeah. So if you're listening in Japan, you probably have a shot at this. Or if you know someone in Japan who might be able to get it for you, then you have a shot at... Or if you're looking for a business opportunity to sell the cards to <laughs> yeah. Americans... I'm, I'm sure they'll money. pop up on uh, Yahoo Auctions. I guarantee it, yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the uh, officially new content. Um, there's some uh, some buzz about a new update that came out. There's a, a 2018-07-18 update uh, that, that just landed, uh, I guess, this morning in, in uh, California time. Um, so I saw it pending on the on the screen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, today at the arcade. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. So so it's a background update. It's nothing new, 
in the game, right? Yeah, well, it doesn't yeah, seem like there's anything there's new. No... Yeah, so we don't know that yet. Yeah. Uh, typically, yeah, the update comes out and then uh, stuff gets unlocked yeah. over the internet. Mm-hmm. So. Like all, all the unlocks that we've seen for, since the beginning of June have been in the same update. They're yeah. Just, um, I think ah. uh, Love You More, the, these new songs we mentioned earlier on this episode, those were on the same update, but they roll out over time. Interesting. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, it's just downloading all those songs at once. Yeah. And so, then they unlock them gradually. Yeah. So they, there's, uh, you know, this is not really scientific, but it looks like it might be kind of big. People are saying it's taking a lot of downloads. So um, who knows? Maybe uh, this, it might be a new event of some sort. I think maybe we're kind of due for a new event. Yeah, there is a Benama live stream at the end of July. Oh, yeah. I think some people are suspecting there may be some sort of... Uh, announcement yeah. of, of a new event or something. Oh, that would be... That would be ex- exciting. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's kind of a good time for, maybe a good time for another crossover event. Because I think there, you know, there's Nostalgia is getting a version 2. Oh, yeah. I think uh, a new Ghidorah version new, as well. New and Ghidorah. U- yeah, you beat there's a, they're location testing a bunch of new B-Money games. Uh, Dance Rush is getting lots of new content too. Yeah. So it could be, you know, a new crossover event with Dance Rush songs. and Yeah, oh man. This could I, be our I could see that having a Dance Rush DDR cross, like where you have to oh, un- yeah. like play Dance Rush uh, and yeah. unlock stuff, like Floor Infection with Sound Voltex, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have to play a certain amount of games at Dance Rush in order to unlock stuff in DDR. Yeah, yeah. Konami has done this before to try to get people to play, to try other uh, the B money games, games. Yeah. yeah. So th- this is uh, it makes sense for Dance Rush especially. Since yeah. I think game. it's a good sign though. If if we just got a couple new songs yesterday, and yeah. and there's a new update that presumably has some something else in it, that means that they're making new stuff and updating DDR. I I I think that sometime last year there was a, kind of a dry spell where there wasn't anything new, and now that it seems like they're putting out new stuff relatively often. Uh, it makes me pretty happy. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I, that... Yeah, I mean, it's like every two weeks, two, three weeks, it seems like there's there's a couple new songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we went Endemian to KAC, which was something like five months yeah. without any new... Maybe maybe there was something in there, but yeah. it was pretty dry, so it's yeah. good to see all the there, was. I think there were some Tokimeki Idol songs. Oh, yeah, right. Maybe some Asia exclusive. Twin Memories W. <laughs> Big fan of that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that yeah, that, it's exciting uh, to see what, what's going to come from the new update. Um, I, I also wanted to mention, too, I think it's cool that um, Dance Rush is here in the U.S. and worldwide, I guess. So if there is a crossover event, we actually get to participate this time, mm, yeah. unlike and, the last time. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I, yeah, actually available at round one. So yep, it's, it yep. unfortunately wouldn't be good for people who only have access to Dave & Buster's. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of round ones, I was looking at their website uh, today, actually, and uh, I saw that they were opening up a lot of new locations in mm-hmm. 2018 and 2019 now. Mm. Uh, they have 2019 stuff on there? Yeah, including my home state, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Tucson, Arizona is getting a round one at Park Place Mall. Nice. Um, and uh, New Mexico has a round one that opened up just recently. And also Maine has a, a round one that just opened up wow. recently. Yeah, so Maine Mall. Check, check the round one website see if uh yeah yeah if you haven't if you haven't uh if if you don't know of any round ones in your location you should check that website again because they they just posted a lot of new openings coming soon did i say wound one wound one (laughs) (laughs) Uh, round one my hometown actually salt lake city is just getting one next month oh great uh, south town mall in sandy is that the second uh utah that's the first utah one oh that's the first one Uh, dave and buster's opened there earlier this year i think i think they have pump it up there ah cool cool um yeah really exciting i think it seems like round one's doing really well also this is a total rumor but i saw uh some taito station employees 
hanging around San Francisco. They were walking around with oh, really? Taito Station jackets. Mm. So I'm not saying anything, <laughs> but that was super exciting. So, really? Yeah, yeah, I forgot to tell you about it. It would be that. sweet if there was a Taito Station in San Francisco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it could happen. Stonestown, do it. So, yeah, somebody was trying to campaign for a round one in Stonestown Mall, but yeah. who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, if they, I don't think they were here on vacation. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, yep, so that's, uh, that's all we're going to say for new updates. Roger, this, you wrote on the notes here that you have a mental checklist. Yeah, What's... so people on Twitter were... I, I posted a few weeks ago, maybe it was a couple months ago, uh, I have a, a note that I look at every time I go play DDR. And some people were requesting that I, I talk about it on the podcast a little bit. And so the idea is, um, whenever I'm playing DDR, I, I one thing I notice tends to happen is, over the course of the session, I'll remember things that will improve my gameplay, right? Like, I'll be like, oh, I remember the other day I noticed that I wanted to start holding my posture this this certain way, or I, I wanted to start reading at this certain spot, or, you know, use hold the bar a, a different way. And I, I eventually realized that it would be a good idea to just write all this stuff down in a note where if I looked at it every time I went to go play, I would, I would kind of preload all of this data and... <laughs> I would start off the session with at least uh, kind of a good idea of like the the general guidelines of of how to play correctly, and I I'm not sure exactly what to say about it, but uh, I I can go down the the list of the stuff, and you guys can just comment on yeah. So I, I think this, this is kind of interesting. Uh, I I would give this the name uh, continuity because uh, I think that this is something that I noticed uh, uh, started helping me get better. Um, was, was, you know, so if you're approaching the DDR machine and, like, every time you start a game, it feels like kind of like a, a new game for you and, and you're you're kind of, like, not approaching it with any, like, pr- prior knowledge from your previous game, then you're not really going to get any better. I think that the, having the continuity of some sort of, like, kind of remembering, oh, I tried this song the last time I was at the arcade and I did, like, this well or something like that, or I, I tried this strategy and it didn't work out or it did work out, is uh, important for getting better. So yeah, you, you have to go in thinking about it, okay, like, what what do I do now? Where did I leave off before, and how do I continue that? Yeah, yeah, so I've never taken notes before, but at least approaching it with that mindset was actually very helpful. So, so I, I tend to write new stuff at the top so that I kind of integrate it better, but the first thing that I have in here is, is visualize, visualize success and the correct execution of whatever it is that I'm doing. And visualization is a kind of a sports psychology technique where they're like, okay, you, when they're talking to, when psychologists are talking to football teams or whatever, they're like, okay, you gotta, you gotta visualize, you know, making the touchdown or you gotta visualize. Like basketball, like visualize the ball going in the hoop. Exactly. Or, or even visualize the, like the feeling and like what it's going to look like once you win and everyone's cheering for you or whatever. So for me, what I do is I, I, if I'm going into the the session with a specific goal, like MF seeing a song, I'm like, okay, like what's it going to look like when I see, when I hear the sound of the, the MFC full combo and I see the, the results screen and I take out my phone and I'm really excited and I'm going to take a picture. And like, that's kind of like the feeling that I try and, zone into before I even start playing. You don't feel like that makes your nerves worse? So Sometimes when I think about that, I get really nervous. I mean, I try not to think about it during the song, but before I go into the session and Uh. before I start playing the song, I'm like, okay, this is the attempt where at the end of it, I'm going to pull out my phone and I'm going to take a picture of the screen because it's going to be a good score. 
And I think that approach has, has worked for me mostly uh, lately. It's I, I, I had a pretty good session last week where I got like six MFCs and it was basically just due, I, I would say due to, to writing this down. And I don't know if you guys do anything like that, but it tends to help me. I barely think about anything every time I go play DDR. That, so, that, that, when, when Roger originally like posted this list, like my initial reaction was like, man, I don't do any of this. <laughs> so I, I do know that uh, Jeff Lloyd, uh, Funga, he, uh, he has a notes file on his phone as well. And uh, he... It seems to me, uh, I, we should probably ask him about this. But His are more specific for yeah, each he, song, He though. has specific mm-hmm. notes about each song, yeah. So he'll say, like, you know, read this one a little bit faster than you normally would, or, you know, stuff like that. Or sync so. changes at combo 346 yeah, or yeah. something like that. Actually, when I heard that on the podcast, I started doing that oh, really? as well. So yeah. Especially with things like, like um, I can never remember, like, which jump does Pluto relinquish start on, depending on, like, which difficulty it is that's different or... You know, the speed up in Valkyrie dimension, what are the, at the very end... After the rocket freeze. Yeah, after the rocket freeze, what are the arrows that you need to hit? And I I think most people don't play the 13, the 15, and the 18 of Valkyrie dimension enough to remember all of those mm-hmm. all the time. So keeping notes on that sort of thing has been really helpful for me. Yeah, it does help yeah, a lot. Rather than asking everybody at the arcade or literally, like, <laughs> see, my approach is as the song timer is going, I pull out my phone and look up the video on YouTube and, like, try and, <laughs> try and scrub to the part in the song where that, works too. that part yeah. is and, like, literally memorize it for... I've done for that. For five seconds before the, the song starts. And, hey, it worked on Revolutionary Attic the other day. <laughs> I, I got the challenge for that. But. Nice, nice. <laughs> when I was practicing, practicing for the CEO DDR Extreme Tournament, I was keeping a lot of notes on song sync. I, I, I would play a song and be like, oh, it's slightly late. Uh, this song's slightly early. And, you know, eventually you, you learn that every single song is off sync in a, in a slightly <laughs> different way. Yeah. Uh, but that does help a lot. And do you, do you keep notes for Ace on individual songs? Uh, I, I I actually have some notes, but they're they're mostly the, like what Coco just said, where like okay the when in go for the top the after the the rocket freeze or whatever the 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 tempo change it's like an up, up left jump I think right and on on expert it's upright oh right right right, right it's yeah upright yeah. right right I think on 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 challenge it's down left up up yeah, yeah. so w- whatever so, something like that and uh yeah that that tends to help it's um, just proving our point that it's hard to remember all this. exactly <laughs> yeah uh with regards to the motivation thing there's kind of an aspect of that maybe it's not exactly the same but um and I'll probably talk about it more later in the episode but um I think when it's easy to keep yourself from doing the best that you can when you have low expectations for yourself. Mm. Like um, maybe like New York Vault A, for example, like has a, a bunch of weird slowdowns and stuff. And I was actually, I was, I was with you at the arcade yesterday. Yeah. So you had like 900 or something on it. Right. Which, which for you, I'm like, Oh, I know you can do better than Yeah, that. definitely. But um, uh, maybe you have a chart like that, or maybe it's something else where you just kind of think about it and you're like, Oh, it's that hard chart. I can't, I don't get that chart. It's hard, so I'm, I'm not going to play it, and I don't expect to do well on it. Um, and I think thing, especially with, with charts that are weird where you just haven't learned it, um, if you get in the mindset of what can I do to uh, actually do my best on this and not falling into just looking at your current score and anchoring based on that, um, which which I think is kind of related to the visualization. Aspect. Yeah. Like, I, how can I get a 980 on this? Or exactly. I, th- I think that you probably shouldn't use the scores that you have as like an absolute barometer of like how well you can do, obviously, because you're going to you can do better. But 
even, even like you were just saying about my New York Evolved A score, like, yeah, it's like 900 something and pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And if I looked at that and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to try and raise this to 915, like I would still be selling myself short. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have to think like, OK, what I really need to do is I need to try as hard as possible so I can get a triple A. And, you know, if I if I shoot for that, then I'm going to get a much better score than if I mm-hmm. just tried to slightly improve what I already have. I don't know if that's what you're trying to, to express. No, yeah, that's definitely in the same, basically what I was saying, yeah. What else you got, Rob? Yeah, so the, the next thing is, and I added this because I started getting frustrated um, with the game over the past six months or so, and I, I started having a plateau, and I, I realized that, you know, one of the things that causes my, a lot of my sessions to tank pretty quickly is my emotional state. And... So I wrote this this line that says, remember why you're playing. And for me, it's it's because I love DDR. And no matter how it goes, I'm still playing DDR. So even if you go to the arcade and you, you're not getting the scores that you want, like, you're still doing something that you like to do. And it's still, you're hearing the, the music that you like to hear. And you're still getting exercise. And no matter what, like, at the baseline, you're still doing the thing that you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that, if you, if you think about that, it can kind of improve your your mental state if you're getting too hard on yourself about uh, I didn't improve this or I didn't I didn't I didn't get that PFC or whatever you can still be happy that you're playing DDR. Yeah, it makes you have fun. Exactly. Cuz it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> um again related to that. I think we were talking about this a little before the show um and uh Dalton and I were saying if we if we say like have something flagged and we play it like four five six times in a row and we don't get it it really sours our mood and like for me i know if i'm if i'm playing a song over and over and i can't get it it will really quickly just destroy my whole session because i get so upset and like you know i'm I'm walking off in the middle of songs and i just feel bad and it gets in my head um so like thinking about oh this is still ddr this is fun i'm enjoying like i should be enjoying this like that's that's one aspect but i think also if there are patterns of play that get in your head and yeah do something keep else you from doing the best that you can then yeah change change up what you're playing you know yeah more variety and, and every whatever. person is different I yeah mean, yeah like, that's very like, person to person like somebody can play a song 40 times in a row to mfc it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i cannot um, that, that's just like, not how I'm wired. Like I, I get bored, I get frustrated, I get yeah. whatever. Like, it's just not fun to me that it's not how I like to play the game. So that's not how I play. Yeah. And I, you should like, I think that's an important point. Cause you should never think like, oh, well, you know, this person can play the song 10 times in a row and get it eventually. And I'm just like d- deviating further and further away. Yeah. So I mean so like, yeah. You should never just, compare yourself to other people. Yeah. So, like, not, not, Yeah. And uh, compare yourself in terms of, like, your ability, I think. Uh, that's important. Yeah, and it's not just play style as in how you move your feet. It is play style in how you arrange your sessions yeah. and, and yeah. your, yeah, like, what your goals are, which mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah. I can keep going with my list. The, there's a lot of stuff on here, so I don't, well, I don't know how much yeah. we can really... What are the greatest hits? Yeah. The greatest hits, I, I think some of the stuff that's helped me the most is... Uh, this this particular line, which says, feel your feet with every step. And I to expand on this, I, I notice that a lot of times when I'm getting mediocre scores, it's because I'm going on autopilot and I'm just kind of kind of just not thinking too hard about what's going on. And I'm just kind of letting it happen. And 
for me, I, I notice that I always do better when I think very deliberately about the way it feels when I do everything, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to difficult footwork where I'm like, okay, like I need to make sure that I feel my leg going from the up arrow to the left arrow. Like I have to, I, I, I need to like feel the sensation of my foot moving from this position to this position. Because if I, if I don't feel that, then I'm just going on autopilot and I'm, I'm going to get at best a, just an average score. And I think for me, it, my scores are always better if I'm 100% deliberately doing everything. And I think that that does have its limits sometimes, especially with more difficult songs. And I think mm. with m m kind of my limitation right now is like performing really well on like harder 16s, 17s, and 18s. And I think sometimes maybe you can't quite do that uh, as much when it when there's more steps, but... Even then, nowadays, I, I feel like I always do better when I when I think about my movement. Like, just concentrating on, like, okay, this part coming up, I really have to make sure I'm moving to the left. And it's it's difficult to articulate exactly I, what I mean. Just being so, deliberate in your movement. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh, I, I've always been relatively good at um, sight reading compared to other people. Like, the, literally, the only tournament I've ever won was a sight reading tournament. Um, and I think that's part of it is that you can't go on autopilot because exactly. you've never seen this or you've never played this before. Hmm. Um, so you're putting everything into it. Um, I mean, you could still play lazily, but like you're being a lot more deliberate than if you have deep muscle memory mm -hmm. of something, which yeah. that helps for some things. I had, I posted on Twitter about that a while ago, um, about how I wish I had my, my muscle memory that I did for ITG, where I knew every chart like the back of my hand. But I think even having that lets you fall into a trap. Yeah, I, I had to noticeably counteract this whenever I was playing Extreme to practice for CEO, where, like, I've played so much TDR Extreme in my life. Like, since it came out, that's I've just played it since then. And that means that I have muscle memory from back when I sucked really bad. Mm -hmm. And I didn't... I couldn't, like, full combo everything. And, like, so when you're invoking that kind of muscle memory, you, it's not exactly the, the best thing to do. So I think as much as you can, if you if you try and, first of all, interpret every chart as if it's kind of the first time you've seen it, even if you know what's coming up, I think obviously you have to know what's coming up or else you're not going to get the best score possible. But if you can try and interpret it as if you're sight reading while also having some foreknowledge, uh, if that makes any Sounds possible very sense. Yeah, like, kind of like, um, know when you're using intuition versus knowledge. Exactly. It's being aware that, because you kind of have to change modes. If you're using intuition, you play differently. And if you're using, if you actually know, uh, you know, the chart, then you're going to play differently then also. And just another little part of this, I, I really want to emphasize the feeling of, like, mm -hmm. the bodily sensation of moving your legs and f actually feeling that and not just letting it happen. Um, for me, one thing that I try and keep in mind for this particular bullet point is feeling my feet on the metal and uh, making sure that I always feel half of my foot on the metal and half of my foot on the arrow. And that's usually like what people talk about when they have when they talk about good form. Uh, but I know that if I'm if I can feel that my entire foot is on the panel, then I'm gonna fuck up because that's too much distance between that and the next step. So I always make sure that I can feel part of the metal and 
that way every step is uh, more consistent. You got one more? I've yeah, I've got tons, but um, <laughs> let's do one more. Yeah, just one more. And I think this is the most um, meme-y, which is be the assist tick. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the assist tick sounds like when you're playing Stepmania, and you look at the notes. For me, I, I look at the notes and I'm like, what is this going to sound like when I execute it exactly like the assist tick would? Or, and... or if you're playing with Fungar or Chris. Exactly. <laughs> like, you you got to do what the game would do if it was just making the exact tick on, on a Marvelous. And yeah, I think so that... So you're saying you actually kind of like try to hear absolutely, that in your head? Absolutely. I, I definitely always hear internally like, okay, this part that's coming up is da 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 and, okay. and you hear exactly that clap sound from from all the Uesen videos on <laughs> yeah on. Uh, so yeah, I, I can post this again on Twitter, and we, we don't have to go through every single bullet point because it's really long and really really rambly. Because you know when you talk to yourself, it's it's you don't have to be concise. <laughs> it's not written for public consumption. Yeah, you don't get embarrassed. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. I think that uh, it's definitely enlightening, and uh, it kind of leads nicely into what we want to talk about for this episode, which is just sort of. Um, setting goals uh, is, is what we want to talk about, which is very much like, you know, what we said before about uh, getting into the right mentality, getting to the right emotion, um, the thing that you led off with in your mental checklist. Yeah. So quick note, this was sort of inspired. I, I sort of suggested this topic because um, it was inspired by a thread that uh, Stephen Lowe, uh, Viva Lemoo Chicken, who just helped organize Storm, um, he had asked on Twitter said, what kind of goals do you set for yourself uh, for dance games? Do you set short-term, long-term, and or per-session goals? Uh, curious to know what drives people to get better. Um, this wasn't a question to us. This was just mm -hmm. a general uh, Twitter thread. But I, there were so many good responses from you know so many different players that I thought it would be a good topic for us to talk about Definitely. as well. Especially with Coco here, I think what we didn't touch on when, he, when we introduced him is that he's been playing for a relatively short amount of time and has progressed very quickly and is is now getting really good scores on even stuff like 18s i mean you have like 16 pfc pfcs on 16s i have one 16 pfc so it's been a long time coming on the second one it'll happen at some point hey, I, you know that i need a, to set some goals that's a club yeah. 16 pfcs that, that's right? a club right there but for playing for what a year and a half or something Two years, maybe? Really? Uh, a little over a year since I've really started taking it seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... That's rapid progress. Absolutely. I know. I, I'm yeah. so impressed. And I think there was a question from somebody later that we can even get into yeah. more. But I, I'm just blown away by new people that start playing. Us old and, guys. And, yeah. For us old <laughs> yeah. guys, that new people that start playing and they're already, like, so good after six months or a year, whatever it is. I mean, it's just, like, back in the day. Back in my day, yeah. you yeah. used to... I have to spend three years to pass max 300 on expert. You used to have to clean the pads before the better players came on. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get everybody water. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to sit at the big kids' table at, <laughs> at my arcade. I wasn't allowed. My, my older brother, who played DDR, uh, I mean, this hey, it's, it applies to goals here that uh, he, he told me, you can't eat pizza with us until you uh, get a double A on a, on a heavy song or something, or on, on Holic or something. Damn. Like Holic was like my favorite song uh, back. On, it was on Fifth Mix even, and so I played Holic and a whole bunch of times to 
to get a score so that I could eat pizza with uh, all the all the really good players. So was it was it sibling rivalry? Did that help? Because I've got sibling rivalry <laughs> stories as well. My my twin brother also plays DDR, and I think that that was a, a major goal for me was to just beat this one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I think it, it is good to have rivals and rivals can be a a part of of goals yeah Um, yeah Yeah. i think we've we've heard different people with different opinions on this on the show but for me personally one one thing that's really pushed me to kind of round out all the corners of my skill in the game is finding especially rivals who i feel are around the same skill level yeah um who play lots of charts uh i guess that's a bonus um and then you know, add them on, on EMUs, and I just try to beat all of their scores. Um, and and I've gone through a few rivals like this where, where I'll just play down all the charts, um, and then, you know, eventually maybe I beat all their scores, and I clear them out, and I pop somebody else in. Damn, that's brutal. <laughs> that is... <laughs> that's that's oh, a clean sweep right there. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I've done that with a few people, and I've narrowed... I actually keep... A, a file on my computer of like like a hit list <laughs> well no not a hit list of all of like the rivals but like a history where it's like normally every every time after i go to the arcade i'll sync all my rival scores down i'll sync down down my scores and i'll say okay like last week they had me beat on like 85 songs and after today's session that's down to like 80 hmm. um and y- you know at some point you know depending on who you have set uh, it can be really difficult to get past certain numbers. Like I, I think I have someone who has had me on uh, tell me what to do expert with 14 perfects. And I haven't been able, that's the last chart they have me on. <laughs> and it's been sitting there for months. So um, um, is this a two way thing? Like, do you, um, do you, does the other person know that you're, you're going after their scores? Sometimes um, there's, uh, there, there's one player actually who uh, I met earlier this year who I've been going back and forth with, and, uh, you know, it is a very mutual rivalry. We're both on Twitter, and you know, I'll go every pretty much every day, I'm, or every time I'm at the arcade, I'll pop into that Rivals folder, see, oh, uh, you know, they, they beat me on this song or this song, or, you know what, they've, they've had me on Trigger Expert for a while, and I haven't looked at that in a while, so maybe that's going to be the next one I try to take from them. Um, but it doesn't have to be. Mo- most of the, the people that I've done this with are just, they don't really know. Uh, but it's it's been a really good milestone for me because especially because when you're making progress like that when you see someone else get a score that actually I have a really good concrete example here um uh there's someone that I have a rivalry with we go back and forth on and I saw him get a 992 on IX expert and I'm like whoa like IX expert I I haven't played that a lot but it's a pretty hard 17 right um and Normally, if someone told me, hey, 992IX expert, you think you can do it? I'd probably be like, no, I'm going to play something else. But because my rival got that really good score, mm. I thought, well, I know how he does on the other songs. And if he can get a 992IX expert, I can get a 992IX expert. Mm. And within a few sessions, I I beat his score by like, you know, 100 points or something. <laughs> I'm still sitting up there. But um, that I think rivals are one... That aspect of rivals can really help you push past past what you thought was possible for you to do. Yeah, and it, it brings you to the arcade too, doesn't it? It's yeah, like you, you're going to the arcade and you have you know exactly what you're gonna do. Like mm-hmm. you, you have a goal in mind. Yeah, so that, that actually kind of fits in with what uh, Kev Bodie, uh, Kevbo Mega Man X, he just got what third at Storm. Yeah. Um, 
long history of being a very good dance game player. He said uh, on this Twitter thread, he said, when I was playing ITG a lot in college, I used to take the uh, Chris for Life method. If someone can get a score on something, I can beat it. Uh, the psychological ceiling that creates is crazy. Which is just, that mindset is wild, wild to me. I mean, they're at the very top, so that's, mm. if they get, if somebody gets a score on something, I could beat it. But, I mean, that can apply to other people, too. Yeah. If, if this person can get a score on a song, your rival or whoever, yeah. then I can get that, too. Which, mm -hmm. I have some people, you know, that I compete with that I, I have the same mentality. So, I think that really helps. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, goals. that attitude, like... If I can train myself to get to adopt that, that would be amazing. <laughs> but I, I know so Kevin, him, Ben Madsen, uh, Jeff, and Chris are there. There are several people that I that I know who all seem to have this this particular kind of mindset where they're like, if someone can do it, I can do it, which makes sense, right? Like anything that a human being can do, <laughs> theoretically, you can do too, right? Yeah. But I, I I just one thing I noticed about these guys is that. It seems like they never really question whether it's possible for them to do something. And Kevin and, and Ben used to be really good at other video games like Halo and things like that. And it just seemed like they never really, they never thought, oh, like, I might not be able to do this. It was just 100% in their, in their heads, I can do this. If someone else has done it, they're like not even really conscious of where their limit is. They're not thinking about it. Yeah, limits. and maybe maybe that's what it is. You you just don't think about limits. Yeah, the sky yeah. is the limit. Sky's the yeah. limit. sky high. <laughs> I actually like uh, Omid's reply also to that thread um, because so Omid has been on the show. He's a he's a regular on the show, and uh, he he I like his reply because he he actually uh, called out very specific goals. So he said like in descending order, number one. MFC all 13s and below, clear lamp on everything E slash CSP, PFC all 15s and 17s, etc., etc. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too, because he, he's obviously given that a lot of thought. Yeah. And he, he, yeah, called out, like, exactly what he wants to do. So. Yeah, and the way that I responded, um, and especially within the past, like, month or two, this is what I've been doing, um, that's helped a lot, was that I set sort of more long-term goals um, broader goals, like I I wanted to get nine seven five k on all the seventeens, and I you know want to get nine fifty k on all the eighteens. So those are more broad goals. Um, but then each session focused in on a handful of songs that I use the score manager app and look at my lowest songs, and I I target like three of them, and uh you know maybe I'll play them on Stepmania or you know watch the chart a bit. And say, you know, this time that I'm going to the arcade, I'm going to get, you know, these three songs above this score. And then there's this other song that I, you know, I did this with a Piranha Revolutionary Addict, um, the 17. I was like, you know, I'm going to the arcade today. I'm going to PFC this. And it took three or four tries, but I got it. In addition to, you know, getting 975K on some other songs. And so, like... Those were like the the four scores I wanted to get that day, which is it, four scores is always uh, good, score, good for me because it's it's the no, the the maximum number of pictures uh, that yeah. Twitter <laughs> put in a single tweet. Yeah, oh, that you can put in a single tweet oh, is four scores. So if I get at least four scores in a day, uh, that's that's a tweet. That's a good session for me. <laughs> and then like sort of as we were talking before about sort of expectations and things, um, like. If I get those four scores and it's only been an hour, like everything else I get that day is just gravy. Like I'll still get other good scores on songs 
sometimes, but not that I was necessarily going for, um, or in between sets. Like if I'm not having any luck with Prana Revolutionary Addict or whatever, I'll play something else. Maybe I'll get a good score on that. Um, but yeah, I think having having broad goals, but then individual per session goals and like focusing in on whether it's four songs or whether it's, you know, I want to get 20 new PFCs today. You know, if you're trying to reach 500 PFCs or something like, yeah, you know, what whatever is is attainable for whatever goal you're going for. Yeah. Do you think it's important to to sort of quantify things? So like you, you just said, like get 20 PFCs. Do you think it's important to put a number I, I I think it helps. Like and four mm-hmm. pictures, you know, like four pictures, twenty pfc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I hadn't really thought of it that particular way. Um, but I think it does. I think it does help that um you at least have like sort of a a complete you you have a specified end yeah. to your goal mm-hmm. that day. It's it's also like what Roger said about visualizing success. Yeah. Like you can visualize four pictures. Yeah. So exactly. You, know, yeah. you know what you what you're trying to do. Yeah. And you're not going to stop until you do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes I do. Yeah. So I'm not <laughs> great. <hard. laughs> that's, 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 I think that's the hard part for me is I, I tend to make goals and then forget about them or I'll, I'll make the goal and then I, I kind of, I'll try at it and then it won't happen and I'll, you know, sort of give up, not necessarily intentionally give up, but yeah. Just kind of, it'll just trail off. Like I, I made a goal a while back to PFC a seventeen, which I still haven't done. I have a lot. I have some sixteens, and I, I have some close scores on seventeens, but I never got a seventeen PFC. And I think it's because I, I'll try for it, and then the next session I'll try a little bit less hard, and the next session I'll try a, bit, a little bit less hard, and before I know it, I'm just playing twelves again to try and MFC them. Mm-hmm. And I think sticking to your goals is more important than making the goals yeah so it might, it might be good especially in the age of uh, social media to you can have this accountability like just now you just promised to all of your listeners <laughs> you're gonna get a pfc on a 17 yeah in 2018 i hear absolutely <laughs> will do it yeah so i mean that was one thing that i did was when i set these goals for 17s and 18s i posted screenshots of my lowest scores i exposed my lowest scores <laughs> to everybody uh from my score manager app um <laughs> Oh, and and, and yeah. said, hey, you know, look look at my 966 on yeah. on uh, Trigger Expert. Look at my, like, 960 on uh, Tokyo Evolved A, because fuck that song. Um, <laughs> Hashtag Roger Clark PFC 17 2018. Yeah, right. <laughs> let's well, let's well, get that whole, trending. A whole campaign for Roger. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, like even, even if people aren't going to remember that, people aren't going to come up to you be like a month later and be like, hey... You've been playing 18s lately? You said you were going to. Like sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do, yeah. Yeah. I did that once and it didn't turn out great. <laughs> but uh you know, you have that feeling of holding yourself accountable because you put it out there in the world. You said I'm going to do this thing and you actually like made a tweet about it. And or... then you feel bad if you don't do it. Yeah. And so you, it pushes you to to want to do it more. Yeah. Um so I think that can help too is that to to visualize and vocalize your goals. Yeah. 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 Hold yourself accountable. Yeah. There there so there were some uh, other good tweets uh, replies here in this thread um from Sappy who's a, a great SoCal player won one of the Irvine tournaments. One of the best? Yeah, he said uh I isolate my sessions like I isolate my gym workouts. He's a pretty buff dude. 
Um, I'll have stamina, I'll have sessions devoted to foot speed, stamina, FA, tech, etc. Just like I have sessions at the gym devoted to my chest, back, arms, legs, and abs. I think it helps localize what you want to get better at. Better at. Mm. Um, so like that's a good have, idea. You'll have mm -hmm. leg day and you'll have stamina day. Yeah, arcade. so I mean, maybe <laughs> you have a day where you focus on 17s and 18s, and then you go and you have a day, day where you focus on MA stuff that yeah. you want to, you know, you don't skip leg day is like is, is <laughs> yeah. don't skip ma day where you know yeah. you don't want to uh you know lose your ma on like 12s and 13s or whatever it may be yeah i think that's good advice too because it prevents you from spinning your wheels definitely because um, like a lot of times you know if like if you didn't get that 17 pfc today you know you might it might discourage you from going back to the arcade the next day or the ne you know the next time you go and if you if you just think like oh, okay well the next time i'm gonna be working on you know, uh, FA instead, and that's going to help me. That's going to help me in my goal eventually anyway. So having different goals kind of changes things up a little bit. Yeah, one aspect of that that I found really useful is having sort of not single session, but slightly broader term uh, goals that I focus on that maybe I don't always achieve um, immediately. Like I've been trying to do full combo with the 15 folder for a long time now, and maybe it'll be like for... A few weeks, every time I go to the arcade, that's kind of my number one goal, maybe, you know, and I'm, I, I have it down now. I haven't focused too much on it lately, but maybe it's, you know, 15s, maybe it's 18, something like that, particularly between like high difficulty and low difficulty, where it's like these two weeks are mostly high difficulty with some like MA low difficulty. And then after a few weeks, I'll swap it back around. Mm -hmm. And what I'll see is that the if I were going back and forth between the two every session, I might not notice the improvement. But if I spend, you know, say a month playing a bunch of 18s and then I go down to like 12s and 13s, I might see improvements there after because it was a whole two weeks I'm improving there. And then I go to a different section and the scores are older and I get improvements there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I end up alternating back and forth a lot between high difficulty and low difficulty. That's a good idea. That's yeah. a good idea. Plus, like you like you were saying, it keeps you from getting discouraged if you're having trouble with one. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a workout term for that, uh, like muscle confusion or whatever. I think it's kind of the same sort of thing. It's huh? like you're not just focusing on one thing the whole time and you're not letting like the other parts of your skill set suffer yeah also in in terms of memorization too there's a technique called spatial repetition which mm. uh if you if you decide to focus on different things every time you go to the arcade you have this um you know you, you're focusing on one thing one day you give it a break and then you focus on it again another day it's kind of like this oh, like the spaced repetition yeah 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 um space repetition not space uh, that's right Kalik, um on twitter said he said the most important thing for me is to make sure i get better at ddr every session always improve a score or play a new song so i think that's a good way especially for and Kalik's not a new player but i think that's good advice for new players yeah 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 the the other great thing i like about playing new songs is like if you're having a bad day at the arcade and you can't seem to improve any scores on the songs that you know you can, if there's a chart in the game that you haven't played, you can improve it from a zero to whatever your sight read is. Oh, exactly. It's like or, free improvement. It's free improvement. Or something yeah. that's just really bad. Like, what I, I, I've been following that specific advice lately, and if I have a bad day with MA, which is what I normally do, I, I'll be <laughs> like, okay, well, like, I haven't played Pluto the First in forever, or I haven't played, you know, last night we played New York Evolved A. And it's like, okay, well... At the very least, if I play this, I'm gonna get a better score on this, and I can I can leave, and I'll I can say that I did better on something. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, we do have a lot of uh, questions. Uh, yeah, perhaps. From, from yeah, so, too, so so perhaps we'll get to the. Uh, yeah, we can go to questions, but yeah, go check out that thread. Um, it's uh, at Viva Lemu Chicken. Chicken doesn't have an e in it. We'll probably just retweet it from the at SF. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a great that's a great uh, with suggestion a, with a little comment that just says uh, it'll say something like you know pre-reading before listening to the next <laughs> right? required reading required yeah. reading yeah there'll be a quiz. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we got so th- we're doing uh, questions now. This is kind of like uh, so we're at SF underscore evolved on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, um, the S- SF evolved group. Yeah, we we um, took a little bit of time off questions because we had some special guests. And, yeah, and, so and, much news. There was a lot so to catch up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah up a lot of news yeah. and stuff. So you know, we wanted to get back into questions. But now we need to fill time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've well, already well, been we'll going see. for fifty-two minutes, so yeah. we'll see here. It's, well, get, it's getting hot in this box, man. I, so I, I think we really we definitely enjoy it. I think it's uh, this this podcast is all about the community so i love i love elevating uh the community's voices on the show um so i'll start with the goofy one uh andy cook andy 457 uh says uh what would cartoon heroes be rated on ace or i like to say i like to, the joke that uh, ben madsen said which is if cartoon heroes was rated a 14 on ace what would you rate it <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it would probably be Rate, it would probably be rated a 15 and then everyone would, would complain about uh, it not actually yeah. being a 15. <laughs> like, that's not a 15. I would say 13. Yeah. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm in the 13 camp because if you look at Sakura, if Sakura is a 13, why is Cartoon Heroes not a 13? Uh, yeah. Like, people, people say 14, but like, if if I there are some really hard fourteens like electronic or treat. Do you think do you think Cartoon Heroes is as hard as electronic or treat? I'm, no, <laughs> no. I think, I think Cartoon Cartoon Heroes would be a thirteen. So deep would be a fourteen. To me, Cartoon Heroes and Silver Dream are very similar. So that, what? That, yeah, I, Silver Dream is. I, I see what in terms you're saying. Of tempo and and uh, you know jumps and, I think and it's complicated. Compli- yeah. The, yeah, the complicatedness. Ma- of ma- it maybe it's just I'm having hard visualizing Cartoon Heroes on Ace. That's why it's a meme because it's, it's yeah it's nobody yeah people have a hard time. They would leave it a nine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the nine in the new scale. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that yeah I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think though? Uh, so I think, I think a solid. Well, I just said Silver Dreams. I really feel like I have to say fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen? No, I don't know about that. No way. <laughs> For, I, I think I, it's. I a, think Silver I, Dream is much harder. I think you. I think you need to play Cartoon Heroes some more. Coco, have you even well, ever played Cartoon Heroes? I played Cartoon Heroes. It was actually the first uh, on Step Mania. It was the first quad that I got on uh, keyboard. Oh, okay. Cartoon Heroes. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, you're familiar with it then. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. It was. A what do, what do you think though? Um, yeah, somewhere 13, 14. Like, there's overlap. Right? Yeah, so, definitely. Like, there are 15s that are harder than yeah. some 16s. There are 14s that are harder. It, it's just hard because 15s, there's right? no extreme songs that are 14s. That all that all the songs cool. from extreme On are... single. There are, there are some some on double. There's, oh, okay. Uh, Healing Vision Angelic Mix, double expert on Ace is a 14. Okay. So, sorry. I'm and that's, that song, if you play it on, on Extreme, you're like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> they thought that this was acceptable. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, they're uh, on single at least, they're, all of the 9s and 10s ended up either being 13s or 15s. So yeah. it's kind of, that, there's that weird gap in between that maybe Cartoon Heroes could fill. Who knows? Yeah, it's fun to think about. Uh, uh, Julian uh, at MaxNinja09 on Twitter says... Um, how would you introduce a coworker slash friend who doesn't play rhythm games, uh, or uh, introducing a family member into DDR? And uh, I thought this is a, a good question because I, I just recently uh, had some personal experience with this, 
And um, I found that a good way to do this is to show them all, show your friend or family member all that DDR has to offer. Uh, so don't assume that they just want to play beginner mode with, you know, uh, the, the songs that you like. Uh, so my, my friend ended up actually really liking doubles, uh, even mm. though he, he had never played DDR before. Mm. Um, so, and he's like really into it now. So I, I would say like, have them try doubles. Have them try freestyle, maybe. Um, you know, have them try like a, a pretty huge mix of songs, old and new. Uh, you know, show them all that DDR has to offer. And like. also, explain to them that you can get good pretty quick. I think a lot oh, yeah. of times what people see when they see someone who's really good at DDR is they're like, oh my god, like you must have been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. And then you have someone like Coco who's only been doing it for a year or or, or so, and gotten to pretty high level play like just start out and be like you know it it might look hard but just like anything else you can progress pretty quickly and you can you could do this too right you could do exactly what i'm doing in a very short amount of time and and reminding people like everybody started there literally everybody who has played dance games like started at the bottom maybe not on beginner maybe if they played other music games first like but everybody played a music game for the first time at one point and they were terrible at it everybody was terrible you know yeah to begin with and yeah people are people are like oh i'm so uncoordinated i couldn't do that it's like all the people that play ddr like i'm sure some of us are uncoordinated in other aspects of life mm-hmm. or you know what whatever it may be of all different body types and everything like people are good at ddr so it, it really doesn't matter like, yeah you don't even really need to be in shape uh, to get started with DDR. Uh, I know some very good players that uh, use DDR as a weight loss technique. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they got good and lost weight. So it's pretty good. Yeah, also, uh, I guess maybe once you get to Chris's level, this isn't quite the case. But at least for me, it's I it, starting out as a, as a complete beginner and seeing people who are good at the arcade being like, oh, wow, that's incredible. I feel like I couldn't do that. There are plenty of people that I can look at who have insane, you know, or PFCing 18s and, you know, MFCing 15s. I'm like, I feel the same way about that as I'm sure anyone looking at me in an arcade feels about me. Yeah, so, it's all relative. Yeah. 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 There's always room on top, I guess, unless you're Chris or Jeff. Or <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was one here from uh, at the Galaga ship, uh, Brittany. Uh, she said, this may require a little bit of thinking, but uh, let's say Konami brought back course mode, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. um, and you guys were in charge of creating it. I want to hear your funny, clever, or brutal courses that you would make for DDRA course mode. Oh, that's fun. Well, there there would definitely be a Uichi underground course, I think, at least. Mm. I, I think that if you look at Extreme, what they did is they had some themed ones. They yeah. had Road of Slow, and they had uh, True Demon Road, and they had... Legend Road and stuff like that, and you know you you have, and they had Paranoia Brothers. Exactly, all, all the Paranoia songs. You could have a bunch of a, a course full of a bunch of songs with really bad sync. <laughs> there, would, there would be a Tokimeki Idol course. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. there you go. <laughs> I, I mean, I think an evolved course with with uh like one Osaka one. Uh, or you could just have an evolved course where yeah, every time you play it, it's random. pick just like the, because I mean, weren't the evolved songs. I know for Roppongi Evolved, and I think X2, it was like an extra stage, and it would pick a random one, and you didn't know what it was when you got the extra yeah. stage. Oh, really? So, I yeah. never knew that. 
But yeah, I mean that wouldn't be great for for having a leaderboard though. <laughs> I don't think. I, I think having standard. I mean, they might make it interesting. I mean, they already did it with the jump in Tohoku Evolved. Yeah, right? but this so... is one jump. The, the EX score is still the same. But yeah, I mean, if you had if you had one Osaka, you had like Osaka A or no, probably Roppongi A, and then like Osaka Two, and then New York C, and then Tohoku or something as a four song course. Hmm. Um, that would be pretty good. We could still have Pop Four also. There's yeah, you plenty of pop music. You could have, uh, you know, like fake fifteens or, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good. this this isn't a sixteen or stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like romancing layer and what else? Is, what else would be in there? We got uh oh, a Sakura reflection. Yeah, yeah, Sakura reflection. Ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what would be a, a brutal one? Would be like a bunch of eighteen, like uh, literally just the nineteens, well, yeah, like. What? Yeah, I don't know. What was I, I, there was a Supernova two boss rush. Boss rush. Boss rush. Would, yeah. would a course of all nineteens be comparable to that? Uh, or I, would... I, I on battery life, I don't think a not on battery. Yeah, that I, wouldn't make sense. Yeah, a, a course of nineteen on battery would. I don't know if that would anybody, really push people. Yeah, I don't know if Sorry. anybody could pass that. <laughs> you might be able to sort of BS your way through it, but yeah. even then, that's pretty rough. But I think there's some like eighteen courses that you could make like, like over the period, uh. Triple Journey Challenge or something like Astrogazer. Yeah. Maybe you could have one that's all the new songs, like New Century, New Generation, oh, yeah. New Decade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sakura too. Sakura Reflection, Sakura Sunrise. Oh, yeah. uh, Sakura, themes, just Sakura. Yeah. Um, uh, just a shock arrow. <laughs> a shock arrow. Oh, man, that would be the... Actually, there was one in ITG called Do You Mine. Oh, yeah. That it, it was... Uh, it actually had... It, it was songs that had mines, but it also used the add mine mod. Oh, and so it it uh, removed some steps and added mines in. But yeah, so cool. I mean, you could have another phase challenge, Horatio. Ishtar. Ish, oh, God, Ishtar. Yeah. And then Pluto the First Challenge. <laughs> Which actually, <laughs> speaking of Pluto the First Challenge, uh, somebody on Facebook um, had asked on our Facebook, had as, as Ryan Ferguson... Basically, it's, how, how do you do the shock arrows in Pluto the First Challenge? And I don't know if any of us are quite qualified to answer that. I, yeah, my score on that chart is not very good, but I will say, based on my experience with it and also having gotten to a point where I can sometimes full combo, like, Ishtar Challenge, I think, like, the footwork technique for Pluto the First Challenge is not as complicated, generally, as... Songs like Another Phase and Ishtar Challenge. But you do need to know the chart very well. You need to know where the stops are um, mm -hmm. in particular. Yeah, I mean, I think start with learning the expert. Because it's the, almost the same. Yeah, they're basically the, the same. Um, it's just the challenge is more broken because it has shock arrows in there. So I think learn the expert chart first mm -hmm. um, and get really familiar with it. Um being really light on your feet and and like not having your whole foot on the panels um like sort of rest your the balls of your feet kind of on the the metal parts in the upper left and upper right corner um that's how i attempt to do ishtar sometimes <laughs> but but it kind of works for pluto uh pluto the first as well and go stepping on the middle panel um you really have to fill the space of of stepping in the in-between areas with stepping on the metal sections. Yeah, and, and don't just, like, jump off without concern for the rhythm. You you really want to make sure that when you hit the, the center panel, like, when, you, when you're when you ghost-stepping, uh, 
you you want to make sure that it has some kind of correlation with with the music or or the chart like don't just like jump off and then you know you, you have to you would have to like get resynced back into the song yeah. clock. just like yeah. try and do it like if if the shock arrow comes on an on an, on an eighth note or something then add like a a ghost quarter note or something, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. in Ishtar, that's it, that's what I do exactly. exactly. That's... Up, down, center, and then right. hit the center panel. So you do, on the yeah. 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 It's and clearly what you're supposed center. to do there. Yeah. Yep. Supposed to. I'm still very bad at it. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard still. Yeah. Uh, DDR Croissant uh, or Jess on Twitter says, "Who do you think is going to be the sound director for the new possible DDR mix, and would they add another sound director?" I think Yuichi Asami is going to do it until he's dead. <laughs> and then he's going to try to do it from beyond the grave. <laughs> and then Tag, maybe. And then maybe oh, Tag Tag was the sound director for 20, 2014 and, mm. and the previous ones, I believe. Yeah, he did so. the menu music for 2014, too. I think he was hmm. I think he was there for X3 and, and the next two. Yeah. Um, I think, well, we'll it, realistic you, answer, it could be a new person. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope Yuichi keeps doing it because he did a great job with DDR Ace. Yeah. So... But there's plenty of options. We we could put some EDM people in there. Can we put uh, Porter Robinson? That, I mean, that would be that would be the greatest twist. Super badass. Or, uh, how's it pronounced? Usao? Usao? Oh, Usao. Yeah. Oh, he's he's too hard, too hardcore. Oh man, but but go look at his Twitter account. He has a great mashup of Boss Rush and uh, that he's working on. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, a lot of his uh, like, from like two DX. Yeah, like yeah. Miracle, uh, Sympho X, yeah. and and a bunch of other songs. Very cool mashup. Go, Actually, go it, check that out. It could Twitter. also be Camellia too. Camellia yeah. has been Camellia and Arm. Yeah, that would be arm, sick. Yeah, yeah, oh man, just good. make every song sound like Endemian, Endemian. or Come to Life. <laughs> oh. I feel like Come to Life and Endemian are like the best songs in DRACE, and if he could be in charge, if every song could sound like that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we end up with it. Yeah, it's fun to think about. Yeah, um, Ethan uh, DDR Doge said, um, "I'm seeming to have problems with left down up right patterns, while right up down left is cake. Um, is left down up right generally harder? And what tips do we have for this? Um, specifically, sites trouble with triple journey challenge and prana challenge, uh, for instance." Um, might be a dominant foot situation. See, I that's what I thought when I saw this tweet, but I, I looked at it and later in the thread he says the runs in Pluto Relinquish Expert don't give him any trouble. And that all the ending runs there start on the left foot. Mm. So I'm wondering if it isn't the it's both Prana and Triple Journey, it, it's the candles. They're candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you end up pulling down from the up to the down arrow. So I, I wonder see. if it's it maybe it's a dominant foot thing combined with the up to down candle. Yeah. So uh, Alex Kerr, um, Kataru TC replied and said, "Describe them as push versus pull patterns," mm-hmm. which I, I think is a good way to describe them. Like left down up right, you're like pushing, pushing forward. Yeah. yeah. Whereas uh, like right up down left, you're like pulling down. Um, so I mean, I I think uh, if the song only has one section that does it, just play it on mirror. Yeah, that's what I do. That can definitely. Um, that doesn't work for everything because sometimes songs will repeat it and mirror it already yeah. and then yep. you're screwed. Um, but I, yeah, just force yourself to, to keep playing it. Like, so I, I'm thinking of um, satellite, uh, uh, Saberwing Satellite Silhouette. Oh yeah. Okay. Which has, I think they're mostly pull patterns, right? 
Uh, it's been a while, but they may have some pushes too. Yeah. But that may be a good song to practice that. I on. play it on Mirror. Yeah, because because that entire middle run is just those patterns yeah, basically. Um, and if it is a dominant foot problem, and you can do it one way but not the other, you can always turn it on Mirror or turn it off Mirror. Yeah, do it the other way if you want to practice that technique. Yeah. I, also, one thing that tends to help me when I have problems doing specific patterns is putting myself in weird positions before the pattern starts. Hmm. And like, if I have trouble with a particular thing and I know it's about to come up, um, I'll position myself in a way where I wouldn't otherwise be positioned so that I'll have to kind of improvise right before it happens. Like um, if, if your foot is going to be on a certain arrow before that pattern, put it on a different one. Yeah. And then when you get there, you'll, you'll have yeah. to kind of, try differently it, it kind of yeah forces you to do it a different way than the one that you've burned into your head yeah exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. I, th I think somebody mentioned uh for i was playing gaia the other day um there's drills that are kind of isolated where there's a couple empty measures beforehand and somebody suggested yeah. hey like add an eighth yeah i just add eighth notes there like add an eighth note going into it or yeah a bunch of eighth notes so that it's not isolated you're not starting completely fresh which i think is kind of the same thing and it might help with the the dominant foot problem if that is the issue um but i i tend to agree that left down upright like push patterns are harder it it like shoves my toes towards the front of my shoes maybe that's yeah. a shoe issue but like that it, it just it feels easier for me to do pull patterns com well, coming down the pad it's, it's kind of funny to make the distinction actually because if you if you just offset it by two arrows, push and pull patterns are the same. It's just what they start on. Yeah. So I think of it mostly as a mental thing. That's interesting. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And and one thing I want to add to that, because I haven't played a lot of ITG on, on foot, but I have kind of explored packs on keyboard. And I, I think there's a lot more diversity in terms of like getting used to stream patterns and like 16th patterns, stuff that starts on both feet, stuff with candles, all, all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of... Uh, ITG charts that you can just kind of go out looking for yeah. that will or, help you practice. Or you can make your own yeah. that specifically that just has only that pattern in it and force yourself to play it. Um, so hopefully that helps Ethan. Um, we got a lot of questions this time. We're not going to be able to get yeah. to all of them. We'll um, to all of I think them. we had literally 25 replies to this tweet, which is pretty wild. But keep asking them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get to them well, eventually. <laughs> uh, so uh, PNM Seagull Squad or... Uh, Poppin Kamome uh, asked, uh, "Any dance game question? Well, what do you think about Poppin Stage?" <laughs> well, I don't know if you're if you live in the Bay Area, but uh, you will probably get to play Poppin Stage at California Extreme, which is uh, coming up pretty soon. I think it's next weekend. Um, uh, Dragon Minded from the uh, uh, Bmoney community will be bringing his Poppin Stage, so come along and try. If you don't know what Poppin Stage is, it's a version of Poppin Music. Uh, the like the hand based button game, <laughs> where they they made a nine button dance game out of it, and yeah. it's with your feet. Yeah. I I've never heard of that. It's pretty wacky in, and in impossible. My, yeah, <laughs> in my opinion, uh, not too much fun to play, but it's definitely a weird game. A novelty. A novelty. Yeah, yeah I would say a, a novelty. That's my answer. Um, you, you can see what they did there, though. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and hit a couple of these really quick. Um, Jag of All Trades said, if you could have, if you have an Extreme Pro machine with one Ace song backported to it um, or an Ace machine with one Extreme Revival, which would you pick? Oh, I, uh, like, wait. Ace with Cartoon Heroes. No, dude. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it was somewhere on Twitter, uh, maybe Facebook, that 
Somebody mentioned not knowing like what mix uh, Chaos was from, thinking it was from like Extreme <laughs> oh, yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, uh, and I was like, man, could you imagine trying to play Chaos on Extreme though? That would be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my pick: is playing Chaos on Extreme Pro, <laughs> just because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Demon Hour wants to know how much we spend on games per month. You guys ever look at that? I try not to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think arcades specifically moved over to like the card system instead of instead of Just tokens. Less friction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because you don't realize how much money you're spending. It's Indeed. just like a fake card that you're swiping. You're like, oh, it's credits. Who cares? Yeah. But uh, you can cut that spending with uh, if you download the Dave and Buster's app. Uh, they have <laughs> deals. Right? They, yeah, they have yeah. they have like twenty for twenty coupons. Stuff like that. And yeah. the round one club card. Yeah, all oh, yeah. sorts it's of It's not a good discount. I think like $1. <laughs> Plus, you got to go to the counter, and the counter's always got a line to get that stupid stamp. Well, the kiosks, a lot of times they don't even work. Well, no, you need to go to the counter because the counter is the only place you can get, like, not just the club card discount, but like, you get a huge, like, 20 or 30% bonus credits if you buy like, you know, 50 or 30 or or $100 worth of credits or whatever. Yeah, so buy in bulk, um, which only the, the kiosks do not only... apply that. Yeah. Or at least in my experience, because they only let you purchase up to twenty dollars, and they don't do the bonus credits. Huh? Uh, there was one question here that I thought Coco. Life hack. <laughs> <laughs> one question I thought Coco would be really good to answer while we're here from uh, Eric uh, at Grove Stand underscore only on Twitter said it's daunting to be a new player three months fresh. Um, I feel like I'm having a lot of catching up to do, and I'm pressing myself to play every day for a hundred days, which that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, progress is decent. Um, going from tens to full comboing sixteens. Oh yeah, that's decent. Yeah, just <laughs> just decent. kind of incredible, but yeah. Um, I'm concerned that I'll never get up to speed with the upper echelon players. How can I mo- properly motivate myself uh, to maximize my session? And kind of goes on, but it, it, in that sort of thing, like how, you know, w- <laughs> what did you do to get to where you are so quickly? Yeah. Um. One one thing I think is huge is, uh, and I've heard it from Jeff, I think we've all heard it from Jeff, is just play all the songs in the game. Um, because they're, they're, I guess that relates to this in a few ways. One is that it's just new stuff, so it's easy to stay motivated, and it's different patterns for arrows and stuff that you're putting into your brain. But also, uh, he mentions going from 10s to FCing 16s, um, which is awesome. And I, I, I think I actually know this player. Uh, I see him at the arcade sometimes. And... One thing that I'd recommend is, is like I was saying earlier, alternating between higher and lower level stuff. Um, you know, if you're making good progress on 16s, I, I actually, I played up through all the 16s and all the 17s, I think, before I even got a single PFC. But eventually I, I did have to come down and start building my timing kind of from the bottom up. Because if, if you can't PFC like 10s, 11s, 12s, you, you're going to have... You're just not going to be able to get them on, you know, 15s, 16s, even 14s. Um, so I, w- I would recommend at some point uh, focusing down to lower stuff, maybe alternating with higher stuff. And if you're playing all the songs in the game, you're going to be playing a lot of stuff in around the 10 to 11 range and, and lower and, and above that. But yeah, but I mean, just that's... personally speaking, I think it's inc- like in three months and even making yourself play in a hundred days, mm-hmm. like for a hundred days straight. I mean, that's a great goal. Um, you know, and, and when you're developing that fast, another part of his tweet said like, what are realistic goals? I mm-hmm. can, I set for myself. I think when you're developing that fast, that, yeah, that there's no limit that, that you can't yeah. set goals 
really, which contradicts everything else we said, because you're you're moving so fast that like I think just anything you're you're gonna set for yourself really, unless it's like way off in the distance, mm-hmm. you're just gonna blow through too fast. Just try and full combo everything. Yeah. Yeah. You um, can you can do it. That can that can be fun though, because you know, if you're if you say, Oh, I wanna get a new sixteen or something and you go to the arcade and you get one every time you go that feels great. Yeah. And like it lets you say, oh, look, at I've made all this progress. Look at all these 16s I've seen. Yeah. I think so. what a lot of people do is, is do folders, even either pick mm-hmm. uh, difficulty folders and get lamps on them, mm-hmm. which I think is a great way, or um, mix folders. Just start from first mix and work your way up. Yeah. And, and you know, whether you're And it gets to... harder yeah. as you go. Yeah, it goes. <laughs> hey, it's a natural progression. So, yeah, uh, yeah hopefully that, that helps, Eric. Um, uh, one, one other thing I wanted to bring into that is uh i kind of mentioned before that like self uh limiting mindset where you think oh i I can only get such a score so you don't really even try to get above that and uh another thing about playing all the all the charts and and alternating between high and low is that whenever you get a, a score and you surprise yourself with how good you are or like how good of a score it was um that can completely readjust your expectations of how well you should be doing in the game. Mm-hmm. Like for a long time, I had trouble with 17s. Well, I mean, they're still hard, but I, I wasn't really, if I thought about me on 17s, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe like 950, 970, somewhere around there. Right. Um, and I started, you know, tripling some of the easier ones, like elemental creation and stuff. And at one point I got Spanish snowy, uh, Spanish snowy dance challenge, triple eight. And that was a, a huge turning point for me because it was like, if I can triple A Spanish snowy dance, I feel like I'm now at a point where I could probably triple A a lot more of the 17s if I put in the yeah. Yeah. And, that, that, and so exercising yourself on a variety of charts is a good way for you to kind of get those surprising scores as well. Yeah, that just happened with me recently is that I said, hey, I want to triple A trip machine um, evolution challenge. Mm-hmm. And after a session or two, I did. I got nine nine two or something. And that totally readjusted my mindset for 18s and then everything down the board, mm-hmm. 17s to 16s too, that I go, man, if I can get that, yeah, I can get, you know, more 18s and I can get, you know, probably most of the 17s, like just totally readjusted my mindset. So yeah, the like surprising scores like that, um, I think can r- really help adjust your goals yeah. or your mindset. So. So I think we should probably wrap up because uh, yeah. it's getting kind of late. But um... yeah, uh, <laughs> quick, quick housekeeping, very quick. Uh, Fresno Frenzy Two is coming up September twenty first and twenty second. There's going to be upper and lower division freestyle and double. Uh, it's going to be a whole weekend thing in Fresno, California. Big deal, really. Upper and lower divisions and yeah. freestyle. I don't also and a double tournament. There it's... haven't been very many double tournaments. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, the Summer Fairy Tale Remote Tournament is happening right now. You can go to summerfairytale.com. Uh, it's uh, couples, uh, not as in you have to be dating somebody, but you play with another person. Um, Which is very relevant to those questions that we got about getting someone not into DDR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I played my set with. Um, Cygnus down in uh, San Jose. It was really fun. Um, so yeah, check out all the, the sets and stuff there. Um, and they have the really cute towels that uh, prizes. that yeah for for prizes that uh, Omar our friend designed. Which DDR players love towels. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. very good. Um, yeah, so make sure. Oh, There's also oh, the, yeah. the Fall 28 DDR tournament at Dave and Buster's Irvine, and that will be big too. And uh, it's just a month after Fresno. It's going to be on October. What is it? October 13th? 13th. Okay. October 13th. 
Yeah. And we've talked about the, how great that tournament was before. Yeah. They, they're, the staff at that Dave & Buster's, they're like really good at running tournaments, and they make it fun. They, they have little prizes and stuff, and... Yeah, shout out to Alex for for ignore or for organizing all these tournaments, and it's really exciting to have two tournaments in the California area. Yeah, yeah, very if, soon. If you have any tournaments coming up in your area, let us know. Yeah. Shout them out on the show. Um, thank me. Follow us on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, everything. We're well, we have the top set of the week. Oh, oh yeah, man. Oh, I almost forgot. forgot. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, the, the I... top set of the week. <laughs> uh, before we go, um, so I'll start us off. Mm-hmm. My pick is Kakume. Uh, which is an old song from Max Two. Yeah, it was the it was the encore stage for Max Two. Right. Yeah, encore stage, and I picked it because uh, I love nostalgia, and uh, nostalgia version two, as I said earlier today, is uh, coming out in Japan. So maybe we'll see it in the U.S. soon, but uh, Kakume is on nostalgia, and it's a piano song. So, um, and it's it's a pretty cool chart too. Very challenging mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's got some interesting BPM changes and yeah. Interesting. <laughs> does the X special count? As no. Well? That, no. X special, X special does not count. Not count. Would, okay. no. would not recommend. Would not recommend. <laughs> I think Roger and I played that a month or two ago and did not have a good time. Uh, Roger, you want to go next? Yeah, my 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 choice this week is Break Free, and uh, <laughs> the the Ariana Grande song. Is it because of Ariana Grande's new song? It, it, well, so, so she's. Uh, we, we for some reason her tweets involving DDR have been surfacing lately. <laughs> oh, that's right. She's from got like 2010. Yeah, she's got a bunch of tweets from like 2009, 2010. It's just like I really want to play Dance Dance Revolution right now. <laughs> or, or like I wish I had a Dance Dance Revolution machine in my house. And... Yeah, and there's there's videos like clips of her playing like extreme on mm-hmm. on Twitter, and so I I, I you know I think shout out to shout out to Maybe she's listening. You never know. Yeah, uh, my pick is actually this is, you know, it's the middle of summer. It's getting pretty hot out here. And so I figured I would mix things up a little bit and maybe uh, give us a little refresher with Thank You, Merry Christmas. Oh, Oh, nice. uh, Used to be a time-limited only song. I think the the first year in Ace, it was only available during December. Yeah, in 2014 as well. Oh, yeah, okay. It was only available around Christmas time. Yeah, but they recently opened it up. You can play it year-round now. So if you haven't seen that chart or that song, it's very very fun. It's red and green. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Christmas colors. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's fun. It's uh, it's by Venus also, which... Yeah, it's a silly, upbeat Christmas song. Yeah, Yeah, that's my pick. And uh, forgot to mention that on the past two episodes, but thank you to Fraxtal for letting us use their song uh, Watch It Burn for our intro and outro music. Yeah. Very cool song. You can uh, go to fraxtal.bandcamp.com or search SoundCloud. It's from their Voyage EP. It's a really cool album. Uh, I think there's another song called Vanishing Point that's very cool. Mm. So Mm. thank you, Fraxtal. Uh, All right. Well, that's uh, all we've got for you tonight. So thank you for listening and thank thank you you for for playing. playing.